There are legends round here, even if only in their own minds. Forgotten, but not dead. Some have tried to stop them, but they keep coming back, coming to entertain you. They are the Crystal Lake Soldiers. This is episode three of the Crystal Lake Soldiers podcast. Uh, once again, I'm Isaiah. I'm joined, as always, by Sean, Mark, and Ted. How are you guys doing? Doing great. Good, What's going on? Fantastic. Awesome. So we got a lot of stuff to talk. Uh, there's been some interesting things happening in the world of entertainment, uh, wrestling, horror, all that. Um, that's been going on. So to kind of start off here, we're going to start off uh, with wrestling again, some wrestling news. So it came out within the last few days um, from Billy Corrigan, uh, obviously the front man for Smashing Pumpkins. He owns uh, the National Wrestling Alliance. The National Wrestling Alliance, for those that don't know, has been around for 70 years. Um, they're like the longest running wrestling company, you know, probably in history. Um, They announced their return to um, actually TV. And uh, from what he was saying, he was saying that they are going back to how they used to do it in the 70s by filming in front of a studio audience. Which um, I find to be a very interesting concept with how big and flashy, you know, wrestling has become in the last 30 years, you know, since Vince McMahon really took WWF and you know, made it the huge thing that it is now. Um, so I, I think it's really interesting to hear that they're going this route to get it m- that more intimate, you know, setting. And it, it's it's almost kind of inspiring, you know, when you're listening to him talking about it, about what he really envisions for it and, and stuff. And I, I think it could end up being probably a good thing for them, especially to get them back on TV. And it's going to be something different than, you know, everybody else that's out there. Yeah, every time I hear him talk about the NWA and wrestling, you can hear the passion that he has for it. Even though you hear his name, you think rock and roller. What does this guy got to do with this? this he, I think he might be a wrestling fan before he's a rock and roller. Right. The way he talks about it. And I think it's awesome, man. I've also heard they're in talks with TVS, possibly. So I think it'd be great, man. That's what I want. I want more competition. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. More variety. He hasn't like forgotten about it because I was wondering after the whole working with Cody and building up. I can't remember the name of the event for that world title match. Yep, all in. They've been not talked about really since then. Yeah, all in. Yep. So I was glad to hear he hasn't forgotten NWAs out there and still going to do some stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the biggest news with it is that they're going back to Atlanta to film. You know for their 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 Ooh, show yeah. so it's it's like nwa is going back to you know almost like it's heyday it's it's almost like what's old is new again and for them to be going back to atlanta to film again you know back to you know when 
Harley Race, Dusty Rhodes, Ric Flair, all them were around, you know, back when, you know, NWA was really flourishing, you know, before it got taken over and, you know, by Ted Turner and stuff. I, yeah. I, I think it could be very good for them. I think it's a good play on, on um, Billy Corgan's part to, to be doing that that way. Yes, finally all this young talent that nobody ever really hears about, unless you're an internet wrestling nerd, is finally going to get exposure. And... <laughs> right excitement for everyone should be good yeah i think all cop all competition is going to be good competition and honestly it's gonna it can only make the product better you know because obviously wrestling has at a whole been in a huge slump for the last 10 15 you know almost 20 years you know since you know the late 90s early 2000s when everything kind of just <laughs> snowballed down you know after wcw closed and then ecw closed and wwf just became too big for really their own good that was the worst thing that happened that happened to wrestling is when wcw closed yeah that was the between worst that thing. and ecw ecw yes. had a huge impact on everything yeah Even though they mm-hmm. were a smaller company they were so influential to what was going on there exactly so it's it's exciting um that's good to hear i mean and uh their first tapings are happening at the end of september um so september 30th and i think the first of october are their first tapings that they're doing so it's right around the same time that aew is getting ready to launch too so you know starting october there's going to be two other brands for people to be able to watch now you know where where they're going to be showing you know um nwa i didn't really catch that um i I know you mentioned that there was talk about tbs but yeah i heard talks but i don't know if anything's official yet right and yeah so it'll it'll be interesting being that they're in atlanta that leans towards that i would think you would think yeah they used to um, be Atlanta-based. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So that's going to be great. It's 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 going to be good for the industry as a whole, for sure. Um, kind of moving on from there, um, you know, back into other entertainment news. So, Ted, I know that you had brought this to our attention earlier this week. Uh, Silver Bullet is finally getting a Blu-ray release. Yes. Shout Factory oh, yeah. is releasing it sometime at the end of the year. Um, I'm thinking it's probably going to be November release because from what I've read, Shout Factory has mentioned that October will be a light month mm-hmm. while the other two months should be heavy with collector's edition releases. So I'm guessing that that is when it'll drop is November-ish, maybe December, <clears throat> sometime at the end of the year. Which would be perfect. I mean, you know, coming up with uh, yeah, um, you know, the holiday season and everything. That's going to be like the perfect time to be releasing a bunch of good um, mm-hmm. releases on their part. And Silver Bullet is one that I've wanted for a long time on Blu-ray. Um, I that love was that movie. yeah, it was yeah, my first um, Stephen King movie that I watched. Um, I remember growing up, we had recorded off a TV or whatever, so I was you know edited, but I absolutely I wore that tape out. I watched it so much. <laughs> yeah, that it was my first Stephen King movie and my first Stephen King book, actually, too. So. Yeah. Ooh, nice. Wasn't that a cycle of the werewolf? Is what it's based off? of? Yes. Okay. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost on a, a word for word identical. It's not and much. As changed. as far as uh, I know, there's no movie out there that has Gary Busey fighting a werewolf. So you have that. <laughs> Gary Busey, man, when I was growing up with that movie, I wanted him to be my uncle so bad. 
back when I was a little <laughs> kid. Too, I'm like, I want him to build me one of those, you know, rocket wheelchairs. And bring me <laughs> some fireworks. Right. <laughs> the movie has such a great feel. I mean, that, that whole summer feel to it. it. It really does feel like summer. They make you connect to the characters, too. Yes. Yep. Get the just normal people. Relationship. Yeah. Yeah, just, just normal people. It's it's not werewolves in love with vampires <laughs> or whatever the crap right. is, is 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 popular now. That I don't even know. Diamonds, diamonds. I shine like a diamond. <laughs> oh oh god. Okay, that's good. I guess not. Yeah. But yeah, Silver Bullet's coming out this Tuesday. We have some. Uh, Krishan and I are really excited for this release. Shout Factory is releasing Vice Squad on a collector's edition Blu-ray. Ramrod comes back. Good old, good old <laughs> Ramrod. <laughs> yeah, we were watching. We were a couple of weeks ago. We were watching Class of 1984, and Sean and I decided that Class of 1984 is an unofficial <laughs> sequel to Vice Squad because the villain in Class of 1984 is just as crazy as Ramrod, so we are like, yeah, Ramrod is his father. So that's Son of Ramrod. <laughs> Son of awesome. Ramrod. <laughs> oh. yeah, and, <laughs> uh, another release coming out Tuesday from Mill Creek Entertainment is The New Kids, directed by Sean S. Cunningham himself, and uh, stars uh, everyone's favorite Aunt Bucky, Lori Laughlin. <laughs> yeah. I the controversy dealing with her right now. Right, but that is that is getting released as part of Mill Creek's uh, their VHS retro slipcover line that they've been doing for this year so far. I've got their I've got their Happy Birthday to Me slipcover and it was really nice. Yeah, um, but like Batman Hush just came out this past week and that was I thought that was a really good movie that came out on Blu-ray. Yeah, I haven't gotten a chance to watch that, but. It- I'm interested. It looks good. It, it is. I watched. I watched it Tuesday when I got it, and yesterday was my father's birthday, so that was one of the things we did. Is we watched that so he could awesome. see it. He re- he really liked it too. Nice. So it's it's good. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> so that's that's those are some awesome releases that are coming up. On top of that, um, I know also it was announced that Full Moon is redoing their streaming service. And uh, I'm excited for that. How is this going to be structured? That's my question. I was going to say, according to what I read, you're going to be able to have one account, and that one account will work across all platforms. So that's the part that excited me. Oh, you mean like for like if if you have them on Roku or PlayStation or whatever the case may be? Yeah, you'll be able to sign up and use it on any of them anytime you want. So where I know now, like with the other service once i signed into roku i would have to re-sign into another platform in order to use it and then it would sign me out of my roku one as if it was oh okay non-existent so well, this is a really good thing probably yeah so yeah because you know that for playstation that's actually there I'm not just <laughs> yeah. <on> amazon <laughs> well if you have Amazon Prime on your PlayStation, then you can access them there. Right. You know, because if pe- people who might not know this, your Full Moon is they're f- I don't know how the actual connection is, but it seems like they have partnered with Amazon. Maybe I can't say that for sure because they have ten new movies that are going to be premiering on their Amazon channel. Okay. And the first of and the first of these new movies is going to be in October, <laughs> called. Halloween, 
Meet the Ouija's, which yeah, you can you also, can watch. Yeah. Uh, you can watch the trailer on YouTube. It's a thirty-second trailer, but you know, of course, if you know Full Moon, you you know what you're getting. You're getting puppets being crazy. <laughs> right. It looks like a lot of fun. I love the tagline for the movie. The tagline is "The night he got stoned," which makes me laugh. <laughs> of course. Yes. They and if you see the poster, premiering that on the streaming service as well. The yeah, they're they're full moon off. streaming service too. Yeah. So okay, okay, that I did not know because I thought they were just um, it was well, like some sort of exclusive thing. What but what what it's what it's saying is that the first film that's going to be out the gate will be Weedy's Halloween Night. On, on okay, that that's exactly yeah. yeah that's yeah. that's what I was talking about. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. I, I thought, thought it was called Meet the one, one of the the, the trailer. Well, the trailer had like Meet the Ouija's or something like that. Oh, yeah. okay. That's, it's yeah. it's the sa- it's the same movie. They're gotcha. Just, yeah, okay. Yeah. I got confused. They are as well. One, yeah, of course, they're doing. Of course, they're doing a subspecies five, which is going to be really good. Hopefully, if they if it, if they did somehow partner with Amazon to get the budget for it, because it's a prequel right. and it's supposed to be about the life of Radu. Uh, Blade, the puppet Blade from Puppet Master, is getting its own his own solo film oh, wow. um, called Blade. The yeah, called Blade the Iron Cross. Of course, the one movie that we are definitely definitely looking forward to is Sorority Babes in the Slimeball Bolorama Part Two. Oh, that man. is the one that we are looking for because <laughs> they are making that. <laughs> David Dakota is back directing it. He directed oh, the wow. original, and he's he's co-directing it with uh, Brink Stevens, who was in the original. Yes. Linnea Quigley is back as Spider. The plot that is that awesome. Yeah, the plot is uh, Spider is somehow in charge of the sorority now. I mean, it's been thirty years now, so right. who knows what's happened in between the, these two movies? But she's <laughs> in charge of the sorority now. The imp somehow escapes, and of course you got the chaos going on all over the place again. So I'm, <laughs> it sounds like it's going to be awesome. You can, I mean, you know, they've already got shirts you can buy on a fullmoondirect.com. I mean, they've. Is, is I'm the looking forward to Charles Band pay you to? Probably not. No. No, I'm just a full moon fan. But uh, I don't know if it's the same person doing the voice of uh, the imp, so okay. that I'll have we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, but I was just getting ready Lene, to say we need a good imp, man. We gotta have a good this imp. is this is interesting. Almost I have some soul in their voice. I feel so <laughs> behind because I have I didn't even know this was coming out. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. No, I I didn't know. But then again, I I don't really coming. keep up a whole lot with Full Moon as much. Um. But this is great news. I, this this got me. This got me happy. <laughs> I know I should be ashamed. <laughs> Call myself a horror fan, and I can't even keep up on news like that. Yeah, if if you're a full moon fan like I am, this is a very exciting time. That's it's a very exciting time like, for independent for independence. Like the early nineties or something again, late eighties. Yeah, moon. yeah. And if you're not a if you're a sorority babes fan, it's a good time for you. <laughs> and if you're not a sorority babes fan, shame on you. you <laughs> right. Pick up the Blu-ray immediately and watch it. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's that's Go great watch news. Watch it with Joe Bob on Shutter. Right. <laughs> yeah, they also have a few. Um, 
the, the some of the movies they're making are also going to be like new original ideas, and they're also finally Charles Band is finally getting to make his long-awaited sequel to Head of the Family, Bride of the Head of the Family. That's one of the movies. Oh, wow. He's been trying to make this movie since the first one came out, and it's just like it seems like bad luck. He couldn't get it off the ground, but now you know it's official. It is happening. So that's awesome. But yeah. Got a lot of energy in his old age there, Charles. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Older age. We're not calling yeah. you old, Charles. We're not older age, not <laughs> old. <laughs> so, um, kind of keeping in the path with uh, news about you know horror, um, kind of going back to Amazon too. You know, a couple on our first podcast we talked about you know the I know what you did last summer um, reboot series that's being produced by James Wan. Um, with you know the first episode being directed by James Wan, but they also announced that um, Amazon is also doing a, an Event Horizon series on their service too, which uh, could be interesting. I'm hoping it's good, man. I really enjoy the movie, so I'm kind of looking forward to it. You know, so many you never know where these things are gonna go, and I don't know much about the guy they said was gonna direct it. So yeah, it's definitely something that could be. A lot of fun if they go all the way with it. Right. Will this movie get butchered and editing like the film did 20 years ago? <laughs> That's the question. <laughs> and then will they just discard the uh, the deleted footage? Yeah. They'll just be like, ah, we don't. Lawrence Fishburne kind of, you know, they... <laughs> <laughs> He's still floating around out there. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I could be a guy from hell. Yeah. <laughs> I had kind of kind of a love hate relationship with that movie because at first I hated the movie, but then over time, as I you know continue to watch it, I kind of grew to appreciate it almost. Awesome. I don't know. It's it's, it's yeah. It's, I didn't it's see weird. it till it's got good atmosphere. a couple of years later. I mean, it's not you know a top ten for me. I just like Ted said the atmosphere and the whole idea that that ship has been to hell. Right just was a cool concept definitely yeah that ship went to michigan no i'm just kidding (laughs) oh man (laughs) i'm kid i kid so that's it's that's interesting that you know amazon's taking on these different series i mean i wish they were doing something new but you know if they do it good great you know if they don't then shame on them but yeah they've been real busy yeah all kinds of stuff oh yeah Definitely. Oh yeah. Amazon's um, moving into everything. <laughs> that's for sure. So with some movies uh, that are coming out, I know we watched some trailers here. Uh, Bliss. Uh, the movie called Bliss coming out. It's a vampire movie. It looks interesting. I'm kind of digging the vibe from it. Um, it's I like the trailer different. song. It had a cool feel to it it just it was on the edge of that uh, artsy thing and i'm yes just a little leery yes. that it might be overboard on that and i got after a lot of feelings of mandy <laughs> yes no gasper yep. no uh, the, they they said it's it's a lot like gasper knows work and it really seemed like that just from the trailer and uh i don't know um i kind of like his work um that he's done but I, it's I not too. for everybody. It's, I'm I'm going to watch it. I liked Enter the Void. Yeah. 
Um, it, it definitely seemed one of those psychedelic types like Enter the Void or Requiem for a Dream yep. or something along those lines, but making it into the realm of horror, which seems really interesting to me. Yeah. Yeah, I hope it's good, that's for sure. It's. It we was... need some fresh vampire stories. Right. It's a the... genre that's hard to. They always, you know, either you we got a good, good traditional or have something yeah. good. Yeah, there's never a good one. It's yeah. always a love. It's... So much love or action. There's never yep. any in between. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 good if they're going away from the whole action adventure that they've done recently with. And I'm not saying Blade wasn't good because I, I enjoyed Blade, but you know. Um, Kind of getting back to the well, horrors like, of it. Yeah, it's just like well, the the, uni- the universal dark universe, cinematic universe, whatever you want to call it. Where right. you know they did they did what was it? They were like, oh, Dracula Untold. That's going to be the beginning of our cinematic universe with these mon- uni- classic universal monsters. Mm-hmm. That movie bombed. So then they're like, oh no, that wasn't connected. Uh, the Mummy with Tom Cruise. That's going to be our be- that no movie sense. bombed. Yeah, yeah, that movie bombed. And so I never now it's just why like, they're trying to take gothic, old gothic Universal horror movies and turn them into action flicks. I yeah. I never understood that either. I know what we that, want to that's, see. We want to see yeah. a Universal monster movie. <laughs> I want to see a horror well, film. Also, Blade kind of got a pass on all the the canon and all the serious stuff because at its core Blade's just a comic book series. Right. So Which it's, I did not, not know, even... but still enjoyed the movies. Yeah, yeah it was great. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, they, they really do need to get away from the whole action adventure bullshit. Yes, we are in desperate need of a good vampire movie. We haven't had one in over ten years. I, mean, I don't the... know, when did... Uh, when did, uh, what was that fucking movie, 30 Days a Night, when did that come out? That was mid-2000s, I think it was like 2006. That was, yeah, that was great. I liked it's that. It's been more yeah, than yeah. 10 years. Yeah. 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 I mean, the only thing that's done vampires justice in recent memory is The Strain, and that's another yeah, movie. Yeah, absolutely. the same thing. Yeah, I was thinking that too. Cause... But even that, it takes the vampires and reimagines it. Right. Yeah, they put but their they own first blood the... into it, but they did it in such a great way, and they well, gave they it an ancient one... story still. I thought that was awesome. The one key feature of the vampire that they kept that they needed to keep was they're supposed to be fucking scary. Yeah. They're not supposed to yeah. fucking sparkle in the goddamn sunlight. Exactly. They're completely different <laughs> exactly. than any other vampire you ever and seen how do they before. get all those pretty girls? <laughs> but they're still just as brutal, and they will fucking kill you. Yep. They will not take you on a date and sparkle in the sun. No, definitely not. It's just no fun. <laughs> <laughs> how do they get those girls? I'll tell you how they get those girls. They freaking mind warp them. That's how they do it. How do you right. think Dracula has his brides? <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. Completely hypnotizes them. It's not... Oh, I love you. It's like, no. He's a monster who drinks human blood for sustenance. Yep. He don't give a shit about you. He would eat a baby. He would eat a baby if he could. He's not somebody that you want to, like, raise a family with. (laughs) (laughs) Any vampire for that. Oh. I hate those stupid vampire love stories. Ridiculous. They're so ridiculous. It's so dumb. They're monsters. That's it. They're monsters. 
So speaking and, of, and, mo- and most of them are monsters by choice, but right. So speaking of new horror movies, um, also another trailer that we kind of were um, looking at was a uh, haunt. So it's kind of, you know, in the vein of you know one of those haunted house, you know, Halloween type movies. I think this one actually looks decent. Yeah, I think it looks like it gets freaking nuts. It almost looks like Eli Roth teamed up with Rob Zombie and created almost. some crazy haunted house. <laughs> as long as it's not thir- like 31. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. Right. No. Or any of other Eli Roth's movies. <laughs> That's the problem. Yeah, I love Cabin Fever, man. I was the original Cabin Fever. That's the only entertaining movie he's ever did. I'm sorry. I'm I not really struggled. Yeah, well, I've really struggled with a lot of it. You know, there's so, a thing here and there, but I can't think of anything off the top of my head. One of his that I that I enjoyed was a. Uh, it was a. Uh, it wasn't kind of a wide, you know, huge movie, but it was a uh, aftershock or something like that. Where it was like yeah, a, that wasn't too bad. That was a decent one, I thought that he did. Yeah, I didn't even hear about his release. I heard it, about it through a friend of a friend. Yeah, like, oh, I didn't even hear about this another movie. movie. Yeah, it's like yeah. an earthquake. It's an earthquake movie. Yep, Earth, earthquake <laughs> movie that happens in like uh, huh. you know the tropics or whatever, and then yeah. it's kind of them surviving after that, <laughs> basically, and just yeah. shit just hits the fan. Everything that could possibly go wrong goes wrong. Goes wrong. Yeah, yeah. it's great. Him getting crushed by a rock is great, too. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like, Jesus Christ. They just went all out on gore. And it's not even really like a horror movie. It's more... Yeah. It I wouldn't say it's action, but... There's an earthquake and holy movie. shit. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, if you haven't checked that... If you haven't seen that one, Ted, I would definitely suggest checking that one out. Because I, okay. I thought that one was halfway I didn't decent. even know it existed, yeah. So yeah. that's... Because I think it's a, it's a different movie hype for him, or too. A, a theatrical release. Yeah. So. Because I, he usually does just horror most mm, of the time. Yeah. Yeah, because so. I, th- I I saw that on Netflix. It might still be on there, because I just watched it again um, a couple months ago. So it might still be on there. I think sometimes it's good to get these young horror directors. I mean, you know, he's been around a while now, but right. they start out in the horror, and then they get these contracts, and everybody wants to crank up. Uh, sometimes they need to go into other genres and learn more of the craft, you know. Yeah, there's movies. I mean, I love horror too. But maybe we could get a better horror movie out of them later on if they. Hey, he didn't. He didn't out. direct Aftershock. Oh, didn't he? He didn't direct. Oh, it. he must have just no. It some. Then. Yeah, it's uh, directed by uh, Nicholas Lopez is the oh. director. Well, then so I'll stand by my statement. I've only seen one entertaining <laughs> Eli Roth movie. Well, he still uh, produced it, so he still had a hand in everything. So. I, I still, still stand. No I still stand by my <laughs> I don't like the Hostel movies. And I no, I didn't. Like I didn't care for Hostel either. I haven't seen the Green Inferno, but Sean told me it wasn't too. Wasn't yeah, too I was good. disappointed. Yeah. Hostel, the whole let's put porn. weed in the dead guy and get the whole cannibals tribe, which is the most ridiculous thing. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's what you told me. I remember. <laughs> See, I was more, I was more disappointed with that just because I didn't understand what the whole hoopla about it was. Because they delayed it because of you know all the graphic yes. stuff in it. It wasn't even hardly that graphic. It wasn't even graphic. I didn't think it was graphic. I'm like, I was, Jesus Cannibal Christ. Holocaust still at moments can make me go, ugh. 
Yeah. This movie did not do that at all. No, it did not. I'm. I, that's what I was expecting. I was expecting it to be shocking like that, and it wasn't shocking at all. I mean, yeah, you know, people being hacked to pieces and eaten and stuff like that. Okay, great, but it wasn't really gory, you know, so much exactly. as a lot of Turned other movies. Out, the director of Cannibal Holocaust had to go to court to right. prove right. that these freaking people were alive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So that was my biggest thing is I was just disappointed because of that because it felt like a letdown because of how it was promoted yeah, as being so graphic and whatnot. Not not that a movie has to be graphic, but they did that and it's like, oh, okay, that piques my interest a little bit. Then so you go see it and then you feel like, oh, well, what the fuck was this? I feel like I'm gypped here. Just an excuse for Eli Roth to play in the jungle. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all that to say, Hunt looks interesting <laughs> yes it, 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 it looks, looks like a fun movie man. yeah um so another movie that was supposed to be coming out was the hunt and uh that got uh, initially got pulled just from um the marketing but now as of today they've completely canceled that movie from being released yeah i think it's overkill it's a little silly I've watched the trailer and I'm not really a hundred percent sure other than the fact that there's guns in it, I guess. That just seems silly. I don't know. But it looks like a great movie. I hope eventually you know, they did this a couple of times when there's a yeah. tragic event. I know when nine eleven happened they pulled Arnold's movie. That yeah, I remember that. Yeah. But they eventually put the movies out and they got the scene, so yeah. So the, the premise behind the hunt looks awesome. It reminds me of Surviving the Game and a few other movies. Yep. Surviving the Game was like my first experience with something like that. The rich people hunting the poor man. But yep. Mm. Definitely. So I, I was. Ice tea is just awesome. <laughs> exactly. Ice tea is always awesome. Yeah, I was. I was pumped for this movie, and that kind of. That kind of sucked. That. You know, they announced that they're doing that just because because of the, you know, the shootings that happened. And I, I know the shootings are, you know, horrible and, you know. Yeah, it's terrible. But there's gun violence uh, on television have, since the dawn yeah. of television. And exactly. it's never It shouldn't affect away. movies, period. It should not affect yeah. the arts. That's what kills me about that. Wasn't no episode of Law and Order taken out there this week. Right. But so that pull all superhero movies, pull everything, and we'll just have we'll just have theater screens show pictures of flowers and bunny rabbits. Everyone, then we'll be okay. Right, that's what we gotta do. Let's make movie theaters our safe space. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Maybe Sean, don't give them any ideas, man. Just don't do that, please. Yeah. Definitely. They're already attacking our video games again. Now they're gonna attack our movies. Yeah, because video games. I always say when they it. attack stuff is when some of the buttheads of the industry say, "Oh, you think so?" And we get some good stuff. So yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, what this this game character has breast? We gotta attack that. We can't have that be released. Yeah. Even if it has an M rating on it, we can't. We can't have the jiggles. <laughs> Just can't have it. Jeez. Oh, even though I'm I would never play that the game. Fun, Right. <laughs> even even though I never would have bought that game and played it anyway, I have to ruin it for everybody else. No jiggles. Yeah. I'm gonna go after Walmart. <laughs> Any other retailer that sells this game, GameStop. It's just sad oh, that in this day and age, people just can't 
leave stuff alone. I mean, quit blaming media for people doing mm-hmm. horrible shit like this. I mean, it's a freaking mental health issue, is what it yeah. is. Yeah. These Artist expression nuts. and a healthy thing that helps people get those frustrations out, so they don't end up like that. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Wes Craven said it best: "Horror doesn't create fear; it releases fear." Yeah. Yep. Agreed. A hundred percent. So, yeah, that's it's sad, but you know, I, I really do hope that they end up releasing it. You know, ultimately, you know, whether it be a few months or however long it takes, because it looks like a good movie. But. Or it can be another bootleg at the convention. Right. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I, I would be so happy if somebody just went ahead and just released. That. Yep. <laughs> just like, oh, you guys don't want to release this movie? Fine. Handle this. But. Um. Anyways, kind of on to our topic for tonight. We are talking about horror on TV. So, um, there's been horror TV shows almost since the beginning of television. I mean, you look back, you know, some of the earliest shows, um, you had like the vampire, you know, show who was, you know, kind of like an early Joe Bob Briggs for you that don't know, or an early Elvira that would introduce movies and, and, and different things like that, you know, that's kind of where it all started with, um, horror on TV. I mean... You had other things like Twilight Zone, Alfred Hitchcock Presents, um, the even, you know, more comedy with, like, the Munsters and the Adams Family, and kind of, that's yeah, kind of where everything kind of started. Dark Shadows. Yes, even Dark Shadows. I think it started yeah. as, like, a soap opera, and that was pretty early on, evolved into a horror TV show itself. Yeah. Definitely. So, um, yeah, so it, it, it got started a quite a long time ago even there were even some shows that started out as radio shows in the 40s that kind of transitioned into um horror shows on on tv and you know i didn't know about that there was one in particular i'm trying to find the name of it again because i was looking this up earlier and that really kind of surprised me um trying to remember the name of it Oh, what the heck That's awesome. It? There was things transferred from the radio like that. Yeah. I know there was a few programs like that that are non-har. It was... <clears throat> Even though it seemed simple to us at the time, it was pretty innovative to think, let's take our chance and let people see this and put it on the boob tube. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, the show was called Lights Out. That's what it was called. So that it started out as a radio show. And then transition into a TV show on NBC, and that that went into the you know into the 50s. So um, that started as a radio show in 1946, and then it ran all the way until 1952, is is when it ended. Um, it's running on NBC as a TV show. Um, but you know, there's just there was so much even back then. You know, thinking about yeah. it, you know, um, Twilight Zone has to be yeah top-notch one of the best yeah definitely because i mean if you look at it how many legendary episodes right because if you look at you know the the grand scheme of things you know how many stations they had and how long were they on during the day you know during that time 
and they had so many things that you know they had um you know for those shows just starting out you know back in those days yeah alfred hitchcock too having a platform on television it's pretty cool yeah definitely and it it just kind of you know went on from there because you know obviously that's kind of where it started those were kind of the building blocks for you know especially when you look at ones like twilight zone alfred hitchcock presents and all that um you know they're still doing that kind of television today you know when you look at stuff like um you know like when they did like the masters of horror series even you know the reboot of the twilight zone with jordan peele you know they're still doing those episodic things where each episode is a different you know story um which is kind of mind-blowing that they're still doing it that way you know after all these years yeah, I think people really enjoy having a fresh story every week, something that, you know, makes you think or go, holy crap. Because they weren't always just horror. There were sometimes there were, you know, just weird stories or something that <laughs> made yeah. you look at yourself in the mirror and wonder, damn. <laughs> <laughs> There's that one um, for Twilight Zone, though, that always got me. It was that one on the airplane. Um, Ten, oh, Terror at 20,000. Yes. yes, that one That one scared me as a kid. Well, yeah, I was already was afraid of flying me. because I'm afraid of heights, but to add that into it, that was just like, Jesus Christ, I don't even want to fucking deal with this ever. There's something. <laughs> I never want to fly. I never want to fly. <laughs> and John Lithgow did that for the Twilight Zone movie in the 80s. They redid that. So and I think yeah. he did an even better job. And like, yeah, and all about. I agree. That was my first exposure to that story, actually, before seeing the, the television episode. Yeah. And then, you know kind of you know with you know them redoing it in the 80s and stuff you know kind of the 80s was kind of like the heyday for a lot of these um horror television series i mean if 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 you look at it you had um ones like uh you know the hitchhiker was was a big one that started in the early 80s on hbo you know they also had tales from the crypt you know um alfred hitchcock presents oh, came back classic. in the 80s as well um, I say most of the old ones were coming back then. Yeah, Twilight, Twilight Zone. Zone Alfred yep. Hitchcock. I know Outer Limits. I think rebooted them. Yep. Tales from the Dark Side too was was also yeah. um, in the eighties. Oh, that was some of my favorite stuff. Tales from the Dark Side. Yeah. Just the beginning, opening sequence would give me chills, and I was ready. <laughs> right. Because then even even some of the bigger movie franchises started getting into the fold with you know. Um, Freddy's Nightmares in the late 80s, um, Friday the 13th also with their, you know, series, which obviously wasn't based on Jason Voorhees, which pissed off a lot of people, but, um, you know, they had their own It's still a great too. show, though. Yeah, no, I, I, mean, I, I love that series. I wish they'd have gave it a different name, honestly, maybe. I mean, it lasted a while, but I think because of its name, it was hated on so much by religious groups and other than, like, yep. it made it a target. Exactly. <laughs> It was just a simple show about trying to actually go out and get the satanic stuff and mock it up so it wouldn't hurt people. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, guys, I just have an important Blu-ray update, and Sean is going to love this. It just came to me. <laughs> okay. Vinegar Syndrome. Vinegar Syndrome is preparing 2K restorations 
for Vice Academy parts one through three on Blu-ray, oh, and they're that gonna awesome. <laughs> they are gonna come out at the end of the year. Sean and I are huge fans of these movies. Yes. So, the, so DVD the first three, the old DVD collection. Oh wow! Yep. Yep. Sean and I have them. We uh, we, we love these movies. So the first three are getting a Blu-ray release. That's awesome. That's awesome. I just found that out. So <laughs> I might have to buy it just to hopefully strike interest and get the rest released on Blu-ray. Get, yeah, parts four through six <laughs> release. Right. I love all six movies. They're fun. <laughs> Fun, goofy movies. And they're not just about the TNA, folks. <laughs> they don't really have... They don't They don't have TNA. It doesn't. Really. It's yeah, scantily clad women at points, but it's not... That, like, if you yeah. just look at the cover and see a trailer and give it no mind, you're going to think it's something like that. But right. it's not at all. <laughs> I think total, there's like one nudity scene in each movie, I think, and that's yeah. it. It's, it's not a T. They're not TNA flicks, they're or else I wouldn't comedy. watch them. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. good comedy B movies. Yeah. And Shout Factory is releasing Jamie Lee Curtis's movie Road Games, also in a collector's edition that has come out. Huh. So yeah, lots of releases coming out. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, we gotta get some of these TV shows like Freddy's Nightmares on. Blue yeah. Yes. Fuck yes. <laughs> yes. It'd be about fucking I love time. Freddy's Nightmares. If Friday the 13th could get their series in a fucking box set, come on, New Line, Warner Brothers, mm-hmm. get your shit together and get Freddy's Nightmares out there. I don't know a horror fan that does not want that. And yeah, I, like, I know there's some weird episodes yeah. and some episodes that you're like, what is this? But there are some classic, great episodes, man. Yep. We want them. Killer Instinct, Friday the... the... <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, I was no, just saying that's what they were... <laughs> I was going to say you can't say Friday the 13th and get your shit together in the same sentence <laughs> <laughs> right and somehow they still release their fucking box head <laughs> god pisses me off that they haven't released it yet because you know, Did, didn't that know. box head get released before the legal troubles though all this oh yeah started a long time ago yeah, yeah, long time ago. Right. yeah I was about to say but still you just got lucky so that's exactly because I mean, other than a few Nightmare Cafe can be on DVD. Exactly. Then Freddy's Nightmares can be, (laughs) which is another great show that didn't last long. No, not at all. But I think people were waiting to see Freddy. You know, (laughs) all he got was (laughs) Robert England. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Robert Um, is Freddy, so I count that. True. There you go. Yeah, I mean, with Freddy's Nightmares. You know, all we got really was a couple VHS releases, and then, you know, obviously on, like, um, a couple episodes on Blu-ray and DVD releases, because, I mean, my whole set is through recording off of El Rey when they ran a marathon, you know, 30-some-odd episodes of it, so um, that's how I have my collection, because yeah, I, I can't buy it anywhere. Recorded. I have a recorded yeah, I've got, version that's like that. Yeah, I've got what DVDs. Sean's got. Recorded on DVDs. Yeah, but you know what? That I mean, if they do it, they do it. If they don't, they don't. Um, but there's plenty of other good shows out there too. I mean, you know, even still looking at the '80s, you know, um, I know we talked about Tales from the Crypt, and Tales from the Crypt was one of my first like adult um, 
horror TV shows that I got to watch yeah. as a kid. I mean, the first episode. That's one of my tops. Yeah, one of my favorites. My the the first episode I got to see was um, that remake from you know the original movie from the seventies. You know, and all through the house with you know Larry Drake as you know the psychotic Santa Claus. You know, that was my first. <laughs> you know taste yes. of tales from the crypt and that's like the best episode i that's my favorite tales from the crypt episode yeah, it's one of my favorite episodes they did a good job it has a what's funny is it kind of has a different feel than the movie one yep exactly the, the santa does you know it's a completely different scary santa but just as effective oh i think he's much scarier <laughs> i think larry drinks a much scarier santa yeah. and he was in a different episode too where he was the butler for those um or the vampires yeah. or werewolves or something like that. They were vampires, and they had yeah. The, the boy was the werewolf. That's right. Yeah, you yeah. find out then he's the werewolf. Right? Yeah, he's like I got it. He was the butt. It's called the secret. Yeah, that's the name. Of it. Yeah, <laughs> Larry Drake is was was a great actor. He was a national treasure. Yes, he was. Another he was. Great Dur- tales from he was Durant and Darkman. Dag Nabbit. He deserves respect. <laughs> <laughs> was another great tales from the crypt. Um. Involved the two guys, gamblers. I can't remember the name of this episode. Yes. But the one where the playing yes. cards. It starts off with a simple card game and goes to Russian roulette and then ends up with yeah. what they call chop poker, I believe. Yes. Yeah. They... <laughs> I love that episode, too. Oh, my gosh. That one was good. And the twins, the Siamese twins. That's Joe Pesci. Yep. No, that was different, was it? No. I'm thinking yeah. of the Joe Pesci one, the one where he's dating the twins. Yeah, and he's, and he's acting like one. he's a twin. Yeah, this one is the Siamese twins, and the, the one brother's like a party animal and a womanizer. And yes. The other guy's uptight and normal. <laughs> yeah, yep, I remember that it's one. It's just a wild ass story. God, there's there's just so many good ones, you know, from Tales of the Crypt. about the ice cream truck driver. Yep. That one was really great, too. That one had Bill Paxton in it, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think you're right. I know the other yeah, one. Yeah, because they tried to because they tried to rob them, and it turns out that they were spoilers, Siamese twins. Also, <laughs> the, the 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 guy selling the ice cream was the nice brother, and the other brother is a little bit meaner, I guess you could say. Okay, <laughs> right. I know one of my one of my other top um, episodes. I I think me and Sean were talking about this the other night was. Uh, the one that Arnold Schwarzenegger directed um, with yeah, the guy that wants a great one with the old yeah, guy trying to become Hickey. yep yeah. old guy trying to become young and replacing body parts and <laughs> <laughs> to get with the hot I love girl the end of that spending yeah, all his he's money standing there laughing <laughs> <laughs> well he's not laughing but he's you know his voice yeah yep I stole your everything <laughs> <laughs> oh that's so good all the girl wanted was money yep yeah. <laughs> he, he thought she wanted it. Viral young, viral <laughs> young body. Nope, not at all. Nope. But the, he's a gold he's digger. Surprised. What was great about the the it's popular- a great morality tale. Yeah. yeah. What was great about the popularity with um, Tales from the Crypt too is it kind of led the way into um, Tales from the Crypt Keeper, which is um, children's based version of Tales from the Crypt. Which there was a lot that of was animated. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of children's based horror TV shows growing up, you know, that I remember from back yeah. in the 80s and 90s. I mean, Tales from the Crypt Keeper was pretty good too, man. Like, yeah. I'm not shy about having fun. No. I've been watching that recently, actually. On, I think it's 2B TV or something. That yeah. I'm on there for free. So. 
Yeah, because um, Tales from the Crypt Keeper um, was great, especially growing up, because getting that fix, especially as a kid, especially when your parents didn't want you to watch horror at all, um, I got <laughs> yeah. to get away with at least watching that. And, you know, I had the um, the toys growing up. Like, I, I begged my mom um, for that uh, talking Crypt Keeper doll when it, when it came out. And I got it, and it's basically, if, if you don't know, um, the, 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 the Crypt Keeper doll I'm talking about was, if you are familiar with, like, the Pee Wee Herman dolls from the 80s, or even the Freddy Krueger dolls, where you pull the string in the back and it talks, it's basically that, for but just the Crypt Keeper, and uh, I ended up getting... I want one now. Right. <laughs> the, well, the one I wanted was him in the tux, but the one I got was the one of him in the Hawaiian getup with the straw hat <laughs> and the Hawaiian shirt, the shorts. That's great. Um, it was great. I, I still wish I had that thing. I, I, I really do. But, you know, you had, um, even in the 80s, you had, like, the Ghostbusters, um, you know, animated series. You know, yeah, that's kind of where that. it all started. And, and <clears throat> And that that was great too from, from back then, coming off the yeah, popularity of you know the movies. Obviously, I was a fan of the movies, but I think I was a bigger fan of the cartoons. Yep, they just they just took what was great from the movies and just ran with it, and had so many just fun, great stories. Some of them actually based on real legends. And everything. yeah, so, it was great. There's and then a legend around here. <laughs> <laughs> And that that kind of, guys. you know, between that, Tales from the Crypt Keeper, that kind of opened up the kind of the floodgates for, um, you know, kind of horror and children's shows. I mean, you had, um, looking at Nickelodeon, Are You Afraid of the Dark? One of my favorite all-time shows. Um, you know, kind of, kind, I guess kind of along the same lines, you know, like Twilight Zone and stuff like that, where each episode's a different story. Um, and it's actually being rebooted here very soon. Yep, a yeah, limited series. I'm super pumped for that. I'm excited. Oh yeah. Um, another one was like Erie, Indiana. Um, that was another good one when we were growing up. Yeah, Joe Dante, man. I believe. I believe so. Good stuff. Yeah. Um, Item. <laughs> Goosebumps was, was another one. Goosebumps was pretty big, you know, especially, you know, with the popularity of the books. I mean, Slappy the Dummy. Yeah, that's something I unfortunately kind of missed out on, man. I was a little bit older when yeah. it got popular, so. Well, by the. I actually, it's something I kind of want to go back to and just watch Goosebumps, some of it just for fun. Goosebumps blew up because R.L. Stein signed a contract with Scholastic Entertainment and. He put they put the Goosebumps books and all the bookmarkers and stickers and all that mm-hmm. yeah. on the the school book fairs all yep. around the country. Yeah, that's when I remember seeing it was like I was like I said I was already in high school, but I remember my younger sister coming home from the little book fairs with those books. Well, that's the that's the same thing that happened to Harry Potter. That's why Harry Potter blew up because she signed a contract with Scholastic Entertainment. Yeah, lot exposure, <laughs> man. <laughs> Yeah. So that I don't know if I had a children's book, I'd want to be listed in their catalog. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so that was that was another big show. Um you had more cartoons. You had like Beetlejuice was, you know, a fairly oh, decent size. Yes. The that's that's actually where I first, you know, learned about Beetlejuice was the animated series. I think me too. Oh cool. 
Um, That's awesome. And obviously, <laughs> it led to the movies, but yeah. Um, yeah, no, uh, that was my first taste of it, and I loved. I, that was one of the um, series I always look forward to watching. You know, um, I, I think it was on the afternoons. Yeah, I, I kind of discovered that later in reruns. Yeah, in one of the cartoon afternoon shows. Well, you yeah, had the the All Real Monsters cartoon. Yep. That was another. And big then you one. had that that one on Cartoon Network. It was like Billy and Mandy, where they were hanging out with the Grim Reaper all day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Wasn't good. there Godzilla in song? <laughs> oh, Godzuki. <laughs> yeah. That's Godzilla's ne- that, That's Godzilla's nephew. Let's get it right, uh, guys. Right. Godzuki's yeah. Godzilla. Yeah, he's he's his he's his nephew, just like Piccolo is in Gohan's dad. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but yeah, definitely you know those those, um, especially animated TV series, you know, growing up and stuff that kind of helped spark you know you know love for horror um and and stuff because I. Yeah, I don't know if I would have gotten back into horror because, you know, way back when my first experience with horror movies was watching uh, Nightmare on Elm Street when I was five, and that scared the living shit out of me. And um, yeah. I didn't watch anything, you know, horror-related, you know, um, after that for the longest time. And then, you know, with these shows, you know, starting to come out, and um, obviously I started getting into it, and with... Uh, um, you know, Beetlejuice, Tales from the Crypt Keeper, so on and so forth, and that kind of just led to growing my love of horror. And oh, that's to... cool. That's good that I was able to bring you back. Yeah. I was that weird kid that got scared shitless and then was like, I want to see more and be scared again. Right. Like, it, I don't know what it was, and I hated it. I'd have nightmares. I hated the nightmares, but I didn't hate watching the movie. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, because what's... Like, the price I had to pay to enjoy it. I yeah, <laughs> well, because the first time I watched Nightmare on Elm Street, you know, being five or six years old is is traumatizing, and I had uh, yeah. I had nightmares for yeah. about two weeks, I, and they were vivid nightmares. I remember them, you know. I, I yeah, what I remember yeah, from the I nightmares, saw Friday the Thirteenth when I was five, and yeah, quite a few others at that age. As you know, a lot of that stuff was getting cranked out. Right. You know, when I was five, it was like eighty three. So yep. Horror was just amazing and all over the place and giving me <laughs> the worst sleeping habits. But yeah, I loved every minute of it. Yes, so that happened. Yeah, the Halloween. I was just gonna say the Halloween franchise is what got me into horror. And so mm-hmm. as a kid, I would I would have nightmares here and there of Michael Myers coming after me. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'd say it was Elvira and Universal. Some of the black yep. and white stuff. I'd, Maybe is what made me fall in love with it. My mm-hmm. first ever horror movie was Night of the Living Dead. Wow. And Frankenstein. <laughs> so, yeah. That's Honestly, cool. it, it's kind of silly, but I think what really pointed me towards horror when I was young was Scooby-Doo. Yeah. yeah you know what? Yeah, I, I, I never think of that, but I was such a huge fan of that, too, and I, it was probably for the same reason. It had that monster feel to it. Yep. Kids yeah. love monsters, man. You know, it scares me. Michael Myers would have gotten away with with it if it wasn't for you meddling kids. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 
So, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street scared me away from horror movies at first. Then, you know, those shows brought me back. Finally, I watched Nightmare on Elm Street again, and then my love of horror has just been there ever since. Because my cousin ended up making me watch Nightmare on Elm Street. Because <laughs> she started watching it. I got fucking scared. I ran to my aunt. And then, basically, I got... I wouldn't say I made to watch it, but convinced to watch it. And I ended up watching it the next day, all the way through by myself, because I was so excited about it. But that's kind of where it all starts. There's always something that kind of starts you out in horror, and obviously there's a, there's a ton of different fucking shows out there, you know, horror-related. Even now, I mean, you've got stuff, you know, like American Horror Story, The Walking Dead. Uh, you know, they ran The Mist for a season or two, you know, based off the Stephen King book and the movie. Obviously, we earlier we talked about The Strain, which is a you know, vampire series, which is great. I mean, there's so much Amazing. out there today. One of my favorite of the new ones. I haven't seen a lot of the newer stuff, but that's one I caught and definitely fell in love with. I like, I like the way they took the vampire and they kept it its essence, what it was, but then made it something that was their own that no one else has done. Mm-hmm. And it was still scary. It was still interesting. They it's, had such a good backstory. They yeah. They 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 try to take this like this this mythical legend story that we've heard for centuries about the vampires and try to tie it into science into the real world, which was really cool. Yep. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, you look at that, even looking at, like, Stranger Things, you know, that's another one that's pretty big, and it's got a lot of horror elements in it, um, you know, you got yeah, that. I still haven't checked out season three, but season, you know, season one sucked me in. I felt like I was watching something made from mm-hmm. 15, 20 years ago. Yeah. It was oh, great. Season, season three is so good. Definitely. Really yeah, good. I've heard it. Even my daughters watch it, I'm just... I take forever. I'm too busy watching old stuff over and over again. Yeah, I I ended up uh, binging that whole third season within a two day period. It was I was that awesome. sucked in. I mean, it's only like eight episodes, but still, that's eight hours or more than eight hours because some of the episodes the are mist. longer than an hour. You said the mist. Yep. I enjoyed it, but my one problem with the whole thing is I honestly hated every single character in the mist. Though, and I kind of liked mm-hmm. the one guy who was the dad, and I, you know, but he even hit a point where he got so angry at some of the shit that had happened that he right. kind of turned into a nasty son of a bitch himself, <laughs> which is realistic. I get it, but you know, sometimes it's nice to have a character you enjoy in the show and stuff, and everyone here is a piece of crap, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. There's just so much out there nowadays. It's it's it. It almost at times feels like it's oversaturated, um, but there's yeah, always. I think those... The Walking Dead kind of lit a fire and started getting things yeah. hot again, which I enjoyed the hell out of The Walking Dead at first. Mm-hmm. I've gotten away from it and haven't watched it. I think kind The Walking slowed down think, for me. I think it caused the same phenomenon that Twilight did, because you had The Walking Dead and it was such a success, and so was Twilight, whether we like it or not. Yeah. Um, and then, then you got, uh, iZombie on Netflix, and yep. then you got Zombieland, and then you got all this zombie stuff coming out, and... Yeah, definitely. 
quite a few of it was really fucking good, but can we get something different right. that's not yeah. a reimagining or a remake or something from someone else's idea? We want something new. Yeah, I, I, I would agree. I want to go or, or, check out or, or, America or, or, Horror Story. Yes, that that it 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 looked promising, but I'm a little a little worried about it because I didn't like the last couple seasons. Yeah, the new season coming out though is what's got me wanting yeah. to watch the old season. The summer camp, going, yeah, the summer camp in the '80s, and that sounds awesome. And so, if I'm, it's done right, it could be really cool. I'm hoping it is a turning point for them because you know their earlier seasons were good, and since like season four which was the freak show one that one started out good but then it kind of just the second half of the season i love freak show yeah because like it. the whole twisty the clown was great i thought that they should have just stuck with that the whole way through um but then they went the whole supernatural route which which was fine it was okay but it like it lost its like oomph once the whole twisty side of things kind of ended and then ever since then, it's been very, like, it hasn't had the same oomph or feel, you know, with Murder House or Asylum or even Coven had, um, or even the first half of Freak Show. Um, it's just been kind of dull, um, honestly, for every season, at least for me, since um, that first half of Freak Show. Didn't they do one on Roanoke or something? Like the yep. Lost and that one was even... That was really slow. And that one was that weird. One I wanted to like it. I wanted yeah. to get into it. It just kept getting weirder and weirder. And then I'm standing there staring at Cuba Gooding naked as hell. <laughs> pounding some... Pounding some random woman that you never saw before. Crying, right. saying I'm sorry over and over. Like, man, this is weird. Yeah. This is freaking weird. <laughs> Shame on you, Cuban. <laughs> but one thing about American Horror Story that I, I've I've learned recently that I really, really enjoy is a lot of their character choices throughout the many different series are based on real figures throughout history. Mm -hmm. Like um the the doctor from Hotel that built the hotel. Yep. And made it for murdering people. That was based off of H.H. H. Holmes and his famous murder house. Mm -hmm. And then the lobster guy from Freak Show. He was. Yeah, that he was. That was a real guy. I don't remember his name. But he, had that condition. The whole family, mm -hmm. all of his children had that condition. Yeah. And he was in and out of legal troubles too. I don't know if he was ever proven to be a murderer or not, but. It's always fun when you have real people or even actual legends tied to thing. Yeah. There's mm -hmm. a series, and I, I don't know if any of y'all checked it out, and I don't blame you because it was an MTE one, but Team Wolf actually did a good job of using real legends in their series. And even though they got a lot of pretty people on the screen, right. they had a good way of going about telling the story. And if you haven't seen it, it's much better than Scream was, and... Yeah, because of the aspect of the real legend, like they tie it in so well. They're, each season is almost a mystery of who is this whatever creature, this one that's trying to basically fuck up him and his yeah pack. Yeah, it seems like you know for every series that they try to reboot or do or reimagine or whatever, 
and they do it wrong, it seems like there's always a few that do get it right. And I, I, I do yeah. agree that I think Teen Wolf did things right. Um, yeah, if you go into it expecting the Michael J. Fox thing, you're going to hate yeah. it. But if you go into it actually expecting, a, you know, looking for a decent horror story, it's pretty good. Yeah. Because um, Teen Wolf definitely did it right. Um, other series that kind of came out, especially even recently that did it right, where, you know, you had the revival of Twin Peaks, which was amazing. Um, I know it's not for everybody because David Lynch, obviously, his style isn't for everybody. That was great, in my opinion. Um, you had Ash yeah, versus it was Evil great. Dead. I still have yet to be able to yeah. see the reboot. I, I highly suggest it, especially with the, D, uh, the the Blu-ray coming out at the end of the year. Um, but you, you had that. You had Ash versus Evil Dead, which I thought was great because it was just felt like more Amazing. of arm, more Army of Darkness, Holy which crap. I loved. Um, Lucy Wallace somehow was even hotter, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, for every, the whole huge lot of ones that they try to redo or whatever, that they do it wrong, there's always those few gems that stick out and shine that they do right. And uh, those are definitely some of the higher ones on my list for especially recently. But Well, hell, you got uh, Joss Whedon. Well, I don't know if this... I heard this through a rumor a while ago. Joss Whedon's supposed to be rebooting the Buffy series. That's what I heard, too. I thought And I heard, I heard there was too. a lot of controversy around it because he was making Buffy an African-American actress, which is absolutely ridiculous because the whole point of being a slayer isn't that you're just one person. You're passing this gift on from generation to generation. And spoiler alert, folks... People have interracial relationships and have different racial babies. It's exactly. part of history. Get the fuck over it. <laughs> right. But I don't want to. I don't want to. <laughs> if that's true, I'll watch it because Buffy was a very big part of my childhood. Yeah. I love the movie. I never got into the show much. But I definitely I saw them that. Both. People loved it. <laughs> it was definitely it helped you know create other series. Honestly, yeah, Buffy generated a lot and helped create a lot of stars in the process as well. Exactly. Yeah, it'll be interesting. It was a little. I don't know what it was about it. it just never appealed to. It me. was campy, but then, it was like there was that was and like that one that little kid campy. They had the power through Charmed. Was it called? Or something? Yeah. Charmed. Yeah, I didn't like Charmed. Yeah, Buffy was very hit and miss for me because, like, I I did watch it from time to time. Now, one thing that they do at, like, the convention around here is that they, uh, at least in the past, um, there were certain party rooms uh, that yearly would do the Buffy musical episode. And they would show that, um, you know, every year. So that was. I've never seen that. Yeah. Every freaking sitcom or comedy show on major television <laughs> has had a musical episode, and it's always been the worst thing that has ever happened. I would say nine times out of ten, it's the worst. Yep. <laughs> I just thought it was great just because it's so funny that because I don't know it's definitely wasn't like a good episode, but. <laughs> it was entertaining. Hey, you like it, you like it. So don't be ashamed of your Buffy love. <laughs> well, that's the thing is, I'm I'm not a huge Buffy fan, but I I don't know. There's just something about that episode. 
But, yeah. I'm not big on musicals, though. So I might have something nope. to do with it. No. Musicals. There's musicals a couple are, that yeah, I'm not a musical I can person. actually say, you know, I do like the re- redo of um, Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah. So there's a couple of them out there. That's all I can think of right now. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not huge on musicals. I'm. It's very hit and miss. Uh, I. I don't know. Like Rocky Horror. Yeah. I, I. I love Rocky Horror. Um, and there's a few others, but otherwise, I'm not big on musicals. My wife likes to try to get me to watch musicals, and most of the time, I'm just <laughs> bored because I just can't get into it. But there's a few that I West like. Side Story ruined it for me. <laughs> I thought I was going to see some fight movie and was like, what is this? Why did you make me watch this, Mom? <laughs> right. <laughs> They're fighting with the power of music. <laughs> oh. da, da, da. I had to watch that in English class. Uh. <laughs> yeah. But kind of overall, though, I mean, looking at things, you know, horror's been in TV for 60, almost 70 years. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 grown, but it's also kept a lot of the same things too. It'll be interesting to see where you know it kind of goes from here, especially now that things are going more the streaming way. Um, it's getting away from you know regular network TV, so they have more. I think that's actually positive. Yeah, it gives them more room to play with, you know, and yeah. be able to do things that yeah, they normally wouldn't be able to do. Very restrictive at times. Yeah, that's why I think Tales from the Crypt and the Hitchhiker were able to be a little better, is because HBO yep. gave them the freedom to do what they wanted. Exactly. Didn't Hitchhiker eventually go to USA at some yes, point? Yes, the last like few okay. seasons in the early '90s or late '80s, early '90s ended up on USA. I don't even remember. I remember that show being kind of odd and scary. It like, it was know, it was odd. definitely more. Sometimes it was over my head because I was young. I think right. <laughs> Yeah, Hitchhiker. Because I was rewatching a couple episodes recently. It's it's definitely more, I don't know, low budget Twilight Zone like than anything. Yeah. Whereas you know, Tales from the Crypt really kind the of opening more... was great though. Yes, I, I love the opening. The opening was legendary. Mm-hmm. I used to scare my little sister but every time that show would come on. I would just get this blank look on my face and start staring. <laughs> <laughs> Something I've passed on to my children now. Yeah, I will say something about Tales from the Crypt (laughs) is that its final season was terrible. Seventh season, when they uh, it's hard to find a good episode. When when they went to to uh, Great Britain and he's like, I'm on vacation, and it's just like, oh, those episodes were terrible. Yeah. There was like maybe one, two good ones, and the rest of the season was just... It got too big, man. A lot of times, you know, getting big and popular yeah. kind of ruins some of these shows. Because you're, it isn't just the base, you know, their normal fan base. Now you got everybody else coming in, and uh, and they start saying, oh, man, we got all this money and all these people. Yep. We got to cater to this new audience forgetting that it was the original content that brought everyone there in the first place. Right, yeah. exactly. I think that's what's happened to Walking Dead in a way. Yeah. Besides, the, you know, it's just drug on so long now that it's become a whole different thing. You know, that first season felt really good. It's like, hey, 
a zo- I liked it because I felt it was like finally a zombie story on TV, and now we can see more than just two hours. Yep. This could be great. It was at first. So. Yeah, it really was. And then now they've got like uh, two shows, another show coming up, movies coming up now, and it's just yeah. like... And they were just casting around here for the newer show. Yeah. I don't know. It's Walking Dead. I, I haven't watched in the last few seasons, kind of like you. And it just got to the point where it was like, okay, it's kind of the same thing over and over again. And yeah, I stopped is... when the whole Negan thing was going on because everybody hated yeah. him and was so shocked by him. And I thought he was hilarious and great. So yeah, <laughs> it was. Uh, I believe the season after he was fully on for that. Uh, you know, after he killed Glenn and whatnot. Um, you know, after that season, I, I watched like the first couple episodes of the following season, and then I was kind of like, okay, I'm just, yeah, were, I'm kind of done. Was, it became a drama show. Yeah. Not a zombie show. Yep. Which is fine. I mean, if you're into yeah. that, but it's just like, I'm a bit more there for the zombies. And that and know. the fact that Rick and all them kind of sit on a high horse. <laughs> yeah. Even though they're yeah. just as nasty. That's why, why I kind of liked Negan, because he. He, just he said, was up front oh, about it. Yeah, knocked his ass down pretty good there for a little bit. <laughs> I, I've, you know, Sean and I have talked about this too. It's just when the show started, you know, Rick had that we don't kill the living, and then yep. later on they're slaughtering people in their sleep just to get their stuff, which brought Negan upon them. From what Sean told me, I'd already stopped watching before that. Yeah, that's why I was like, I'm glad I stopped watching because now they're just self righteous, yeah, <laughs> thinking they're no matter what they do is right. It was that one incidents where they went in it was like a satellite station or something i can't remember the exact reason they wanted to take it Mm -hmm. i I believe it was supplies and something right and they did they went in and killed them in their sleep they were were working for that hilltop place yeah yep they were trying to take care of them so hilltop would give them food and medicine okay yeah i vaguely vaguely remember that that's been a while Because I even remember when you go back a couple of seasons, like they have the incident at the church where they come across the cannibals before they know they're cannibals. And once they realize yep. it, they decide, we got to kill these guys with that. And like some of them wouldn't participate, like Glenn and the, and his woman. Because they were like, we can't do this. Like, there was a debate and there was a struggle. So not all of them. But when they went into that, <laughs> into that station, nobody, they were upset, but they, nobody didn't do it. They all just said, yep. this is what we are now. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> the Walking Dead's kind of just at that point where they got it got boring to me. That's why I stopped watching. Yeah, yeah. It, it's kind of especially if they're coming out with these new this new show and these new movies. They got to do something interesting, otherwise they they're gonna keep losing and hemorrhaging, you know, viewers. Yeah. And viewer count, and it's going to be pointless that they're doing all this. I did if... see the first season of Fear of the Walking Dead, which was kind of set as a prequel. Yep, kind of. So I I haven't seen though anything past that first season. Yeah, they it was it wasn't terrible. It was kind of mm-hmm. neat to see the beginnings of the outbreak, kind of a right. take on it. Yeah, they, they've kind of intertwined things now because now you got Morgan on Fear the Walking Dead and all that. Yeah, that's what so. I kind of thought was going to happen the way they ended season. When I was like, man, y'all went too fast with this. Right. Before you know it, you're going to be caught up with the other show and that defeats what this was. Exactly. This was supposed to be the lead up. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
but so but yeah so with how everything's going it'll be interesting to see how many more horror shows end up coming out on on these streaming services you know especially with all you know the things that have been you know um promoted especially recently with the the uh, the, the ones that we talked about no shutters guy doesn't shutter have a tv series coming out soon? um i believe so yeah, I can't remember now. I'm sure they do. I mean, they've got new yeah. content coming out Everybody's all the time. Everybody's out there putting something out. Well, I mean, if, if nothing else, I mean, they've got they've got Last Drive-In, you know, season two that's coming out too. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure they got some scripted stuff. I mean, they're they're growing, especially you know with signing Joe Bob to do his yeah, show Joe and Bob everything. Gave them life. Yeah. Not, <laughs> Not that they didn't have a decent service already, but that just kind of elevated them a lot. Um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot out there. There's a lot out there for people to check out, you know, past and present and obviously in the future because it's horror, you know, the sky's the limit at this point, especially with everything going streaming. And, um, you know, we'd love to know what you guys think as well. You know, always feel free to contact us through our Facebook page. Um, you can always check out past episodes through our website, uh, clspodcast.com. You can also listen on iTunes, um, Spotify, and a host of other you know apps that you may use to listen to podcasts. But we, we do listen appreciate you guys. Listen to us. <laughs> yes, definitely <laughs> listen to us, please. And please share with your friends. Um, we appreciate you guys checking us out. Uh, we can't wait uh, to bring you another episode next week. Um, we haven't really discussed what we're going to be discussing, but I'm sure it's going to be great. Until next time, guys, thank you for listening. See you next week. You are joking. <laughs> you are going to do that every week. <laughs> I was waiting for it. I was like, where's Ted? <laughs> I didn't want to. I was waiting for Dead to stop talking. <laughs> Shut up, Dead. I got a tagline. <laughs> All right. Thanks for joining us today for the CLS Podcast. Check us out at www.clspodcast.com or join in the conversation on social media with the hashtag CLS Podcast. Until next time, stay safe, campers. Campers.